Hi, everybody. This is Moshe Fried, and welcome to the very 97th episode of the Class Stars podcast. Let's dive deep into the framework. The big question is, how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day, and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question, and the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. So last week, uh, I had this epiphany, which uh, we spoke about. If you listen to last week's podcast, you heard that after taking about a month off doing podcasts, I realized that my whole approach towards the Class Starts app is, is all wrong. Why is it all wrong? Because Class Stars is not so much about technology as it, as it is about humanity. It's about connecting teachers with students. It's about empowering teachers to empower their students. And, you know, it's, it's not a simple thing to do. This is a tremendous challenge that teachers face, and the pandemic really highlighted this. But the app was really intended to support a framework. And what I realized is that <clears throat> unless you understand the framework, the app doesn't really make any sense. In, in fact, it's annoying. So, so as I mentioned last week, we're going to take tonight and you know today and the next couple of episodes to deep di- to do a deep dive into the framework and understand why are we doing this? You know, what is the foundation of this? And as I mentioned last time, there are two problems that we're trying to solve here. Number one how to simplify things for teachers. And, you know, there, it's such a loaded question. How do we simplify things for teachers? There's so many different answers to it. You know, one of the common answers that people are going to give are like, oh, we need more money. We need more resources. And there's definitely truth to that. There are many schools, many teachers that are short on resources, short on funding, short on supplies, whatever it might be, technology, you know, whatever it might be. But there are also a lot of schools that are not short on these uh, resources, and they also struggle. So it's not to say that schools should not try to get whatever resources they can get. Of course, they should. And that would be amazing anytime you can add resources. But the solution, I feel, is not really coming from a lack of resources, because as one person uh, said recently that I heard speak, that, you know, a teacher time is like a closet space. You know, it doesn't matter how much of it you have, you're going to use all of it, and then you're going to need some more. So the only way you can solve the closet space problem is by being well organized. And it's the same thing with managing time, and it's the same thing with managing resources. And it's really all about expectations, because when you get in the car for a two-hour drive, do you consider that a long drive or a short drive? You know, some people, I ask this question to people all the time, and some people say a long drive and some people say a short drive. And then I say, you know what, it really depends on what your expectation is because, you know, I'm from New York City. If I got in my car and I wanted to drive to Niagara Falls, which is all the way up at the Canadian border, and I get there in two hours, wow, that's like really amazing timing. It usually takes, you know, between seven, eight, nine hours or something like that. So if I can do a seven-hour drive or a nine-hour drive in two hours, wow, that's really, really fast. But if I'm just getting in my car to drive a couple of blocks, you know, to the store, and that takes two hours, that's a, that's a nightmare. So it all really depends on what your expectations are, 
And so when you come into a classroom and you don't have the right expectations, and I'm not saying, you know, you know what's right expectations, wrong, wrong expectations, expectations that cannot be met are not right expectations. If you're coming into a classroom expecting to do things or being expected to do things that you just can't do, that are just not practical or not possible, those are the wrong expectations and they will leave you frustrated. You will be exhausted, you will be frustrated, and you are heading down the road to burnout if you're not setting reasonable expectations and goals for yourself. And we know what the goals are academically, right? You spend so much time preparing a lesson that you know exactly you know, what you need to cover to get through your curriculum and all that stuff. That's very, very clear. But when it comes to attending to students' social and emotional needs, connecting with students, developing relationships, how much time do you spend planning that out? How do you budget your resources for that? That's not so clear. That's not so easy to understand. Those goals are are very, very unclear. The expectations are all over the place. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, you kind of like doing it as you go. In most cases, you know, you might be the, if you're the kind of teacher that has that figured out, then you're definitely in the minority because most of the teachers that I speak to are, are really struggling with this, really overwhelmed with this. So we want to develop a pretty simple framework. And here's, and here's how it goes. Okay. A teacher would never, I hope, <laughs> I, I hope a teacher would never walk up to a child and take the work that they're doing and just destroy it, right? That would be like totally inappropriate. That would be so discouraging. We understand that. We, we never want our work to be destroyed or to be belittled because there is nothing more demoralizing and discouraging than having your work destroyed. But the interesting thing is that there is research that suggests that ignoring kids' efforts, ignoring people's efforts, it's not just kids, but ignoring people's efforts is almost as discouraging and demoralizing as actually destroying it. And how often do we overlook children in the classroom? How often do we ignore kids, not necessarily on purpose, I don't think anybody's ignoring kids on purpose, but just basic human nature, the way the brain works, the way our brains work is when we're focused on something, we're focused on it to the exclusion of everything else. And I saw this great TED Talk years ago of this pickpocketer. I think his name was Apollo Robbins. And it was amazing. He called this guy up on stage. And, he, and you know, you, you may have seen a pickpocketer, pickpocket act elsewhere. <clears throat> he called this person on stage and he explained how he does it. He said, listen, you know, the way the brain works is if I can distract you, you're, you're vulnerable. And he would basically, you know, draw people's attention away from where he wanted to, you know, pickpocket them. And then he could just stick his hand into your pocket and take out your wallet. It was as simple as that. So if it's so easy to be pickpocketed that way by a pickpocket artist, when you're a teacher in a classroom with even, even a small classroom of a handful of kids, you need to budget your attention well. And it's very, very likely that you're going to be focusing on one child. And that will literally be to the exclusion of every other child in the classroom. So when we talk about ignoring kids' efforts, I don't mean purposefully, intentionally, maliciously ignoring kids' efforts. Of course not. Teachers would never do that. But it's so easy to overlook kids. And the problem is that the effect is the same. Because when someone is ignored, it doesn't matter 
if they're ignored on purpose or not. They're just not getting the encouragement, the positive feedback that they need. So the first step, the first ask that I, that, you know, the way I call it, the first ask that I ask of a teacher is please, please don't let anyone go unnoticed. Don't ignore anybody. Don't overlook anybody. Make sure that everyone is seen. Make sure that everyone is heard. Make sure that everyone is acknowledged because we don't want to discourage anybody. And believe it or not, you don't have to actually do anything to discourage. The absence of doing something is quite discouraging. So that's step one of the framework is to make sure that every student is seen and heard and encouraged every day. And I always point out that this is not a point system. Okay, there are a lot of uh, behavior programs and apps and different, you know, ways of earning, of, of rewarding kids for their effort, for their hard work. And that's fine. You know, there's definitely a place for that. But that has to be built on a foundation of trust. Because how many kids don't even believe in that system? They feel like that system is rigged against them. They don't get the points. It just doesn't work for them. So you need to you know, make sure that every kid is getting the positive feedback, getting the encouragement, and they're entitled to that. That's something that they are entitled to. I consider that something that they don't need to earn. They're absolutely entitled to it. They deserve to get it. And a kid should never go unseen, should never go unnoticed. And that's not a simple thing to do, by the way, because, you know, a lot of teachers, and, and it's really interesting because I, I'm talking to teachers now that are actually starting with the Class Stars app for the very first time. And one of the biggest feedbacks that I get is that they don't even, you know, they think they're being positive and they know they're being positive, but they don't even realize how they're interacting with kids because you just get caught up in the day. There's so many things going on, like I said before, you're focused on so many things. And, and it's important to remember when you're focused on one thing, it is to the exclusion of everything else. So, so it's important to be conscious about it, to be mindful of it. And really the best thing is to keep track. Keep a log of the kids that you are engaging, that you're giving positive feedback to. It's as simple as taking a class list and then just marking a check next to each child when you engage them, when you give them positive feedback. And you could do it in a variety of ways. You can have like, you know, a, a time of the day, you know, when you greet everybody at the door, give them positive feedback then. Maybe the first few minutes of the lesson, having circle time, whatever it might be, you give some kids positive feedback. After you teach the lesson and you're, you know, doing a formative assessment, maybe seeing if they know things, you can give them feedback then. So there are many different ways of doing it, many different opportunities, and every teacher should should do what works for them. But be mindful of it. And of course, you know, the the Class Stars app makes it super simple to keep track because once you have your class set up, and you could test this on the demo class straight away. Once your class is set up, you can see that it's as simple as a swipe up on a child to record a positive feedback. And each child has a two-day positive feedback meter that shows you how many encouragements, positive feedbacks each child has gotten over the last two days. So you can prioritize the kids that have gotten the least. If anybody's gotten none, that's they for sure need to be prioritized. But once everybody's gotten you can prioritize the kids that have gotten the least. So this is the first step of the framework, making sure that every child is seen, making sure that every child is acknowledged, noticed. No one should go ignored, unnoticed, because the devastation and the toll that that takes on a child is almost as bad as actually destroying their work. And we would never do that. That would be terrible. So 
think about this. Figure out your own way how to do it. If you don't want to download the Classstars app and it's too complicated or you don't have the device or whatever it might be, just be mindful when you're going into your classroom that every student needs to be seen every day. Make sure that you make eye contact, that you call them by their name, and you give them some kind of meaningful compliment, meaningful praise, meaningful feedback, meaningful support. All right, and we'll continue with this next week. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us, visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a Class Stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.